0: Well, hello and welcome. Thanks for joining me. This is Ross Jones, your business coach with my weekly podcast show, Bold Business Bits, coming to you from Yorkshire. This is where I have a great conversation with a phenomenal female business boss. We share some of the bold stuff they do, lessons they've learned, adversities they've overcome and the fun they have. And then I'll be dipping into my toolkit and sharing a top tip. Business can be lonely, so make sure you join us each week and be part of our show. Well, hello, and welcome to episode 15 of my Bold Business Bits podcast show. This is Ros Jones, and today I'll be speaking with Nicole Vogwill of Nicole Jane Photography. Hear how this amazing young woman is developing her boudoir photography business to help both men and women feel beautiful and empowered by letting themselves be truly seen through the eyes of others. Getting out of your comfort zone really does boost your confidence and help you grow as a person and a business. So listen on to hear more from Nicole.
1: Hi Nicole, welcome. Hi Ross, thanks for having me. Pleasure.
0: Nicole, just tell us a bit about your business. What is it that Nicole Jane Photography specialises in?
1: So I am a photographer. I currently specialise in boudoir photography, which is intimate portraits of both men and women, and I'm also bringing back uh, glamour portraits and professional portraits as well.
0: Boudoir photography, so what, tell us a bit more about that, That's, Sounds very exotic, erotic, interesting.
1: <laughs> it's a, it's very big in America at the moment. It's sort of still quite new over here. It's images mostly the typical boudoirs in lingerie um, and that sort of thing. However, I've sort of taken it a little bit further than that. It's all about empowering the person that I'm photographing.
0: How does that work? Tell me a bit more about that. How do you mean by empowering the person?
1: There's quite a lot of process that goes into. My sessions and how I provide my photo shoots for our clients. So we design the photo shoot around them, making sure that we're discussing any pain points that they might have, um, and then obviously the photo shoot itself. Taking off your clothes in front of a complete stranger is liberating and gives you a confidence boost on its own. Yeah. And then seeing the final photographs afterwards, it's that reaction from those clients. That's why I do what I do, um, and. Yeah. They walk away. They tell me that they feel empowered when they walk away.
0: Yeah, well, that's it that sounds fantastic. So you mean somebody originally initially thinks, "Oh, this is scary." Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's fantastic. So you tell it. We'll talk a bit more about that later, actually. But tell us. So how did you? How did you decide? What's your journey? How long have you been in business? How did you decide to be a to take a boudoir photography?
1: Uh, I've been in business five years in November, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have done pretty much every every genre of photography you can think of. I started with babies, I've done weddings, uh, I did portraits, and it was only in December 2017 that I started doing boudoir photography, right. because a friend had asked me to do it, and it kind of spiralled from there, in a good way, obviously. I focused on boudoir photography. However, as I say, I'm bringing up back those two other genres as well.
0: Did you have you always had business or did you have a job before? Just had this idea you'd go what they call an entrepreneurial seizure (laughs) and go into what what made you
1: listen to that book today. (laughs) 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 Um, I did graphic design at college Mm -hmm. and we did one day a week of photography during that course. And that's when I realized that I preferred photography to graphic design. Uh, and then I sort of I taught myself photograph my family and friends as much as possible, much to their delight. <laughs> and uh, I went into business in two thousand fourteen. I've always had a job up until May two thousand eighteen, so I've only been full time self employed for a year.
0: Right. Okay. So everything relies on your business now. Yes. Very exciting. <laughs> How does that make you feel?
1: It's very very scary, and it keeps me on my toes all the time. Yeah, I'm
0: sure. What's well, been number one challenge for you so far in all this time?
1: It probably is keeping the motivation for the business side of things. obviously I am a creative. I went into business as a creative and then discovered everything else that you have to do. Mm. And I think I've tackled it pretty well (laughs) and I'm learning constantly. Um, But yeah, that's probably my biggest difficulty is keeping my business head on.
0: Yeah. Keeping focused. Yeah. And what distracts you? (laughs)
1: Anything. Okay. <laughs> I'm so easily distracted, on a business day, so if, at the, yeah. if I'm at the studio, Facebook's a big distraction. Ah, yeah, it's dangerous uh, Yeah, I don't open that when I'm working anymore on my computer because I know about, like, I won't even realise after that, I find myself scrolling through Facebook, looking at nothing, friends and family as well, mm-hmm. a big distraction, social life is yeah. a distraction, a good one, Yeah, but sometimes it takes over. Yeah.
0: Well, and you've got this fantastic studio in Butte Creme. Yes. So how, how did that come about? Because it's it's sort of, I don't know how this comes out when, it, when I say it, but it, it's <laughs> like in the middle of nowhere. It is in the middle of nowhere. Okay, yeah. so that's all right to <laughs>
1: say that. I think that comes with familiar, oh, I can't say that word, <laughs> familiarity for <Yes>. me, <laughs> um, because I've sort of always lived in the middle of nowhere, so that, that was not an issue for me, but it was an accidental find. Um, the A64 was closed, so I had to go through Buttercram to get home, and I was already on the lookout for a studio in Moulton, And I drove past that. and thought it was worth checking out. All the all the places in Moulton were either shop fronts or they were just they were just out of budget. So it was it was a lucky find. Yeah, it's it's a lovely space.
0: How important is that to you? Where were you doing it before? How? Yeah. I was
1: doing it in Airbnbs before, so right. for every client I rented out an Airbnb, and we'd have their session there. For me, the photo shoot itself, I enjoyed doing it in Airbnbs because it was different for every single client, but things like consultations and reveal and mm-hmm. order appointments, doing those in coffee shops is not really ideal, <laughs> especially for boudoir photography. Yeah. Um, and I didn't mind doing them in clients' homes, but sometimes it was an inconvenience for them having to tidy up for me to come yeah. around, find childcare. Obviously, they have to do that now, but their children can stay at home with with whoever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I could go back and do it the other way, but for me, it's a relief to have a, a, like a studio to learn yeah. from. Yeah,
0: and it's a great. I've seen it. it's a great. It's a great space. How important is the environment to your to your customer then?
1: very important. Mm-hmm. The goal is to create a safe space so they feel safe before they even get to me um, and then for that to continue throughout the whole process. So even something as simple as having a change room in yeah. the hair and makeup area so that whether it's just me and them and I'm in the other room where we do our photo shoots, they can still feel that comfort of being able to close that curtain and get changed if they need to.
0: Yeah, we talked about keeping motivated and focused as a particular challenge.
1: What else? What is it
0: like for you, um, Nicole, being a a businesswoman in North Yorkshire today, doing what you do?
1: It is difficult. A lot of people don't understand what I do. Like I say, it's very big in America, but it's still quite new here. Uh, So there's that aspect of sort of showing people what I do. And also the aspect that, that I am a luxury brand. So it's not available to everyone. And sometimes that hurts me not being able to provide it for them. And uh, I do have workarounds around that sometimes. For example, I just did a, a giveaway on Instagram, um, which means someone who probably wouldn't have been able to come to me full price was able to get a session that way. And um, so I guess it's my curbing my emotional side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that comes through sometimes when people say that they, they can't afford me. That sort of
0: thing. Yeah. Mm. So, because you want to help everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Why would somebody? Um, why would? So, why would I decide to have a boudoir photography session? What's What's the benefit for the individual? Why Why do people want it in the first place?
1: It is a hundred percent the feeling afterwards. Right. So that feeling of seeing yourself the way someone else sees you, because we do look different to mm. ourselves than the way we look to other people having, obviously, the photographs to remember that by as well. A lot of people come to me saying it's a gift from a partner, but when we dig deeper and we talk about them, it's quite obvious that that's not the case, and it's definitely about about the person who comes for their photo shoot.
0: Right. I've done these um, interviews with a few uh, women business owners now, and just talking with other women generally, we do have this thing, don't we, where we attack ourselves or criticise ourselves Absolutely. and don't actually realise how amazing we are yes,
1: until definitely.
0: we have to have the proof given to us in front. <laughs> like this is what you look
1: like. Yeah, exactly. I am I'm the proof. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, definitely agree. People rip themselves apart constantly. And I can't say that my clients walk away and they think, I love myself. Yeah. It's a step towards that. Yeah, it's like it's a starting point. Yeah. So it's, they come in they have a thought sort of shoot, they realize things aren't as bad as they thought they were um, and then we work on it from there yeah So it
0: sounds like an amazing um, what well, is an amazing thing you do you know what is the feedback being given to you from people who who've had these sessions with you has it changed their lives what's what's happened as a result?
1: Yeah like I said there's not been anyone in particular who's it's been a completely life-changing. Um, event for the feedbacks being that it was an enjoyable experience, which is obviously really important in such um, a vulnerable situation for them to come in and enjoy the experience, to feel pampered because obviously we include hair and makeup in the process as well. Um, I did get some really great feedback from one client. Actually, she wrote she wrote me a book, which was oh, wow. fantastic. <laughs> I can't remember what she said off the top of my uh, head, which is really bad. <laughs> but oh, she'd said that she'd been bullied at school, Right. and um, so she had this, you know, those memories sort of attached to the way she saw herself. And having the photo shoot took a little bit of that away from her. Which for me, that that that's amazing.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. What's your What's your vision for your business? So, yeah, where Where are you going to take it? What's What's next? What What are you aiming for?
1: That's a good question. <laughs> Oh, that's a really good question. Um, My next step was the studio. We only opened that yeah. in January, so I haven't really developed a next step yet. At the moment, it's bringing back the glamour and the professional portrait side of things. Okay. Um, I want to do a lot more professional work, sort of showing business owners that do, they don't have to have the boring standard headshot to show themselves off to customers they can have something a little bit more fun with okay. a bit more personality. So that's what I'm working on at the moment.
0: That sounds really interesting. Tell us more.
1: Tell you more. Okay. So I call them uh, professional branding or personal branding. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I do standard headshots if someone wants them. Um, But the personal branding side of things, we sit down and talk about how they want to be seen by their customers. So it's not just a picture of a person. It's making that connection. Right. So, for example, if you were to think about how you would want to portray yourself to your clients, what would that be? Would it be you at your desk in the office would it be hosting a workshop anything like that
0: okay i see yeah. so it's and it's for i guess it's for publicity marketing purposes isn't
1: it? yes so yeah. it's it's to put across you to your customers yeah. so they can see who you are like they say you buy the person not the yeah. product <laughs> Yeah. so it's a lot of that side of thing for websites, Facebook, yeah. that sort of thing. Okay, yeah. that makes
0: sense. And also I'm guessing that actually it it widens your offering, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, yeah.
1: Yeah, it brings in something a little bit different. Yeah. So, you know, every business has downtime, so it is a little bit quieter with Google after I'm able to, yeah. to bring something in with the professional. And
0: I think you said there was another genre you were bringing back. What yes, that?
1: glamour portraits, which glamour I'm so excited about. It uh, is women's portraiture. When you say glamour in England, <laughs> people sort of think, you know, page three is, is typical glamour. Oh, right. That's oh. not what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic portrait. And one of the the goals that I've got with this is generational photoships or oh, family like. photoships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, for example, getting grandma, mum and then daughter in, would be amazing. Yeah. That portrait up on the wall, mm. it's something that they can keep and look at and talk about the more morbid side of things. If one of those family members passes away, that's going to be the first thing that they go to.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So when you say grandma photograph, um, mm-hmm. I didn't think of page three, I thought of somebody in a long, <laughs> sort of glitzy ballroom yes, dress. Is, that, is exactly. that the kind of thing? Yeah. yeah.
1: So there are all levers, levels, sorry. I will ask the client what they want. All of my photoshoots shoots offer three to five outfits, so they can go full black tie, ball gown right. if they want to. But we can also go with a more casual look as well and mix yeah. things up. But, yeah, ideally, yeah. <laughs> we want that's them in, in their, their favourite dresses. And yeah. that sort of Fantastic.
0: What yeah. else? So I've heard somewhere along the line that you are doing something, some sort of retreat, I think it is. So tell us about that. Um, yeah, tell us about
1: that. What's yes, that, so that's that the Fearless Sinner Empowerment Retreat. Okay. So Fearless Sinner is the name I give my clients. Fearless Sinner. Yes, Mm. they are a fearless sinner. I wanted to offer something above and beyond the photo shoot itself. Like I say, afterwards, it's a step towards. I want to hone in on that and see what we can do after. Mm -hmm. So it's it's an empowerment retreat. Uh, It's at Hartswood Farm on the A64. It's cottages and swimming pool and gym Mm. and lovely outdoor area. There's going to be food cooked by a professional chef, which I am really excited about. (laughs) How long is it? Is it a weekend? A week? It is four nights. Four nights. Uh, So we check in late on the Monday night and then check out early on the Monday morning, the Friday morning, sorry. So it's three full days. I wanted everyone to get out of it. And then obviously there's a food I thought shoot included, but there's also other things and other workshops that people can look onto as well. And how do they find out more about that? So that is fearlessinaretreat.co.uk to find out more details about that.
0: Brilliant. And that's in November?
1: It is, November. Um, Passes over my fifth business birthday. Of course, yes. So
0: so it's going to be real-time festivities and celebrations. Excellent. And um, one question that I'd like to ask you, Nicole, that I ask all my interviewees, phenomenal female business bosses, if you were to, if somebody was to ask you now, a woman uh, about to decide to set up her own business, not necessarily a photography business, but potentially, what one piece of advice would you say to her?
1: Oh, I've got so much. <laughs> um, expect it to be harder than you expect. Okay. And um, by that I mean, obviously, you're fabulous at whatever it is that you're doing. Is your business? The business side of things you need to be prepared for mm-hmm. and be willing to learn as much as you can about everything, whether it's accounting or social media, the money side of things, all of it. be willing to learn as much as you can.
0: And how to manage your time. Yes. <laughs> Get yourself a business
1: coach. Definitely. Okay.
0: So thank you very much. It's been wonderful to have you on, Nicole. Thank you so much. Thank you. In our conversation, Nicole talked a bit about how easy it can be to allow ourselves to become distracted, whether through falling foul of mindlessly flicking through social media or allowing our friends and family to interrupt us at work. How we manage our time can be a recurring challenge for many of us. Remember, on average, we probably have around 2,000 weeks left if we're currently 40 and expect to live till we're 80. Those weeks can pass by with alarming speed sometimes, so how good are you at managing your time? Here's my top 10 tips for time management. Number one has got to be to set personally motivating goals. So if we don't have a really clear vision about where we're going to be, something that really motivates us, then how are we going to get through the hard times when they come? How are we going to avoid letting ourselves be distracted And find ourselves consciously procrastinating and avoid doing the things that we need to do. So when I first start work with a client, for instance, we spend a day together on what I call an alignment day. So this is where I want to be really clear that this person has a highly motivating goal that's going to help them through the tough times. So it's going to give them energy, if you like, and clarity of of purpose and vision for where they want to be to help them avoid being stuck in this time of consciously distracting ourselves, procrastinating, if you like. So we need personally motivating goals. Oh, and they need to be written down, by the way. Number two is don't finish today until you plan tomorrow. What this means is the last thing you do before you finish for the day is to plan out your next day. Why would you do that? Well, it avoids wasting time the next day planning out your day. If you've already planned it, you just hit the ground running. The other thing is, of course, if you've planned out what you're going to do, if there's any problems or niggling areas, your unconscious mind is going to be working away at these while you sleep. So it's making the most of all of your time. Number three. Eat a frog for breakfast every day. Eat a frog for breakfast. This comes from Brian Tracy's book that you may have read called Eat That Frog. And basically it just means get the thing that you really don't want to do, the thing that you keep putting off because it's uncomfortable or it's hard. Just do that first thing. Get it done. Otherwise, it's going to be in your mind all day. I've got a client who says he has 10 frogs every day. They're lined up on his desk and he just chomps his way through them first thing. And then free up yourself for the things that you really want to do. Number four, don't major in minor things. So really appreciate and understand the value of your time. Should you be doing that minor thing when your time is more valuable? Can you give it to somebody else to do? Number five, create a default diary and stick to it. A default diary is one of the main tools I use for my clients in my business. Default diary is where you actually proactively plan out everything you need to do all day, every day for the week ahead. So you set some time aside for working on your business every day. So you create your default diary and then you stick to it. And sticking to it is the most rewarding thing you can do. Have that discipline to stick to it. Commit yourself to stick to it. Next, don't waste time. Use it all. So, for example, if you're spending time a lot of time traveling between meetings, then could you be listening to educational personal development books while you're driving? Have agendas for all meetings. So, when you're meeting with your team members, have an agenda and stick to it. Respect your time as well as everybody else's. Stick to that agenda. Have conference calls to save time. Or, what that really means is, is there some technology that you can use to save time? For example, before I set my business, I used to spend a lot of time traveling down to London for meetings where actually I could have done them on the phone or by video. So can you use technology to save yourself some time? Number nine, learn to delegate to your team. Now I know for many people that might be easier said than done. But this is a really great skill that you can learn. Learn to delegate your team. You do not have to do everything by yourself. It's a disease I see in in business owners who used to be self-employed. They think that to get the job done right, they have to do it themselves. So learning to delegate to your team is a real skill that you can use to save yourself some time. Otherwise, what's the point of having a team? And then number 10 has got to be hire a coach to keep you on track the beauty of a a business coach, an action coach, is to commit to something and then hold yourself accountable to doing it. And your coach will help you do that. So there's my 10 time management tips. I hope they've been useful. And uh, if you need any help with your management of time, then please do feel free to get in touch. Thanks for listening. This has been your Ross Jones Bold Business Bits podcast show. If you'd like any further information about anything we've discussed today, please just get in touch. Go to businesscoachingyorkshire.co.uk. Please join me again next week when I'll be speaking with another phenomenal female business boss with Bold Business Bits. And remember to subscribe to my show. Thanks for listening.